0: Welcome to the Road Roadshow, episode number 375. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me, hanging out here at the all-new, upgraded, expansive, voluminous... I don't even know if that word makes sense. something Casa de Cold Coffee uh, with my uh, array of frosty beverages here in front of me, and you chugging on a gallon jug of agua, like a healthy healthy you know, training individual
1: you know as as we do those who train for mma <laughs> <laughs> you know honestly I, I i've always liked the taste of water um or just like water and, but um i can't afford that like bottle bottle water shit so right. i don't mind tap water right um but i like the taste of our water out here i know a lot of other people freak out when i tell them i drink tap water i'm like i drank tap water my whole life
0: but some people like that same tap water from the lake where they're finding all the dead people out there (laughs) Mm.
1: this tastes like mm, maybe like 70s mob hit
0: (laughs) Um, for anybody that doesn't know I mean obviously the water is well treated but our water source here is called Lake Mead and it's at a record low like to the point that they're starting to freak out that like Like, maybe we'll run out of water yeah exactly which is crazy at a time when when the city's growing faster than ever but it's receded so low that within the last couple of weeks or months or so, they're starting to find, like, barrels of bodies on the and thing. And the police are basically just like, yeah, and be ready for more.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It's going to keep happening. As
0: the water gets lower, you're going to find them, so it's kind of funny. Uh, surely the water goes through a bit of a treatment. I don't think it just yeah, comes straight out of the lake. You know,
1: I haven't found, like, any, like, bloody water and, like... <laughs> bits but no I mean like and they say our water is treated fine you know I mean I like it 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 is very hard like uh, our water is considered very very hard out here so if you try to use it in things like say like CPAP or like a humidifier now I've been realizing that my music room when I went to take my uh since I have more time on my hands since I'm always home now because I'm trying to be good, uh, I was like, well, I'm going to really try to, like, play, learn these instruments that I've bought, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I took the guitar to uh, go get it set up. You know, I took the electric guitar to go get set up. And she's like, oh, so are you humidifying your house? Are you humidifying your mother? Like, mm-hmm. What's that? You know, what does that mean? She's like, well, it's like it, it's so dry out here that – the wood in your instruments will start to bow, and they don't look at it. like you don't see it when you're looking at it. But if you would actually be somebody that plays, you could see how it affects and stuff. So um, that I,
0: affects the sound, I imagine. It because, does yeah. because
1: when it has the proper humidity, like which is like between 40 percent and like 70 percent, I don't know, in a room or whatever, it does sound better. So I actually have a humidifier running upstairs in the music
0: room, and just to I, humidify. The Your instruments, room. the Just music room, instrument. look at this. I, hey, I told you the new concerted cold coffee is <laughs> lit, bro. My man got a music I do, room. I
1: do go sit in there and like look at the instruments that I don't know how to play. I have <laughs> drums that are broke down, but I can't play them because of the HOA. But that is the only instrument I have like a firm grip on. I have a keyboard that I'm like, oh, I don't really know how to play that. I have a bass that, oh, I don't know how to play that. The electric's getting set up and stuff, but whatever. So I told her about how I didn't have anything. She's like, oh, no, no, no. Like, you're doing it wrong. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. She's like, she's like, you need to do this, 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 this. And so I, I got the humidifier. But what I realized is uh, you can't just put regular water in it because all the minerals and the stuff in the water, that would get uh, you disperse and then it would just fuck up your equipment and fuck up the humidifier and all that other stuff. So, um. I never really thought as much about water as I have lately.
0: So, <laughs> let me get this straight then. You use bottled water in your uh humidifier. music room humidifier, and but you drink solid. tap water. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Am I doing it wrong? <laughs> I, am I, I am I doing it backwards? I mean, I care more about the equipment than I do about me. Like I think I could process the minerals
0: and. I mean, and I don't know. Much. Now that you
1: say it like that, it does sound pretty. Ridiculous. I mean, in
0: your extensive mixed martial arts training, and you, <laughs> as you guys are talking about caring for your body, I mean, your your teammates might like to know that you you give better hydration <laughs> to your instruments uh, than to yourself.
1: Well, you know, I swear after after the class, I just want to die anyway. So I'd rather the, the instruments live on beyond me.
0: <laughs> I swore that we wouldn't just do extensive training updates every week, but we're about a weekend now, week and a half in. Yeah. So give us give us the quick rundown. Is everybody uh, hanging in there? Is everybody's
1: there? hanging in there, man. Uh, we we're doing we we're doing more like grappling stuff today, which is like I get paired up with, of course, because since I'm a big boy, I get paired up with all the big boys. So the, the the main guy that I've been working with is he's, he's about six three, three hundred and sixty fucking pounds. He used Ooh. to play football, <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't want to fight. I'm like, that's why I don't want to fight at the end of this. I don't want to fight these big boys. But today I was so I was going with another guy who was about my height, and he was like two ninety or something like that. He's still is strong both, but both of them have youth on their side. But, um, no, I mean, like, the guy's been hanging in. The, the team media's been hanging in there. Oscar's been doing awesome. I mean, he – but Oscar's all about it. I mean, Oscar wasn't like Oscar was, like, a not-fit dude. Right. And it was somebody that he liked working on and actually would run and do all that other kind of crazy shit <laughs> that we see crazy. We're like, what are you doing? <laughs> he's, are you like, doing I, he's like, He's like, <laughs> I'll meet you at the bar I go to the gym first. We're <laughs> like, oh, silly. <laughs> oh, you're wasting drinking time. <laughs> um, but, no, everything's good. I mean, like, we're, we're learning stuff. But, man, there's been a couple days, like – Yesterday was a really heavy, bad cardio day where I just there are points where I want either one to just quit or throw up, and part of it. And they're like, and that's the the biggest challenge. Is they're saying you know it's like it's the the mental side getting over these things. But you know so we're trying to. You've seen extreme couture, so there when you walk in the main area, there's the 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 bag and the. Uh, there's a mat area to the right-hand right hand side. There's this green, like astro turf area right in the middle where they run, push sleds, other stuff, and then off to the left is equipment. Yep. Yesterday we were doing this part where the, the one of the other days we were pushing like these buckets down, almost like pushing like sleds, but when they don't want to put sleds, they just you're still bending over on these like large big buckets and then pushing them on it was Totally burn you out. Yesterday was worse, where it was like they gave us these little pads to put on the ground, so they wanted then to bear crawl back and forth, and then do all this other stuff. And then at that point, like my arms were just failing, so I didn't have the the strength or the ability to bear crawl. But then you don't want to quit, so then I'm trying to like bear crawl my ass and then crawl, but then it's like AstroTurf, so then it's burning up my my (laughs) knees, and I got rug burn on like on my foot and stuff, and I'm just like, this sucks. But honestly, at the very end of it, I felt good about like as much as I hated, and there were a couple points where I was like, "All right, I'm, I think I'm actually going to throw up yeah, now." Yeah. You know, I felt good after the fact. So yeah, there's of those there's those little wins that are happening, um, while all the time still feeling like, "Oh shit," you know, like this sucks. I'm down six pounds, so that's good. Um, Trying to, you know, the intermittent fasting is still sort of working. In the same time, you know, it does unfortunately, you know. Right now, I'm in the eating period. I could have beer right now, but oh, honestly, man. I just want, I just happy with having just water. Want some right tap now. water. I just want some delicious tap water with the some dead bodies. With the little, you know, dead people in them. Um, <laughs> But we're starting to get to the point uh, where I think we have started learning some techniques when it comes to striking. I think sparring, even though I'm technically in the program, is not supposed to happen for like another four weeks. Right. The way the coaches, I can see where they want to get into that as well. They want to teach us that sort of stuff. Which I love the fact that these guys, you could tell that they're actually taking an interest and in actually taking pride in seeing growth. Awesome. So I think that they want to see us get to that sooner yep. instead of waste all these weeks with just doing – Cardio, which is not a waste, obviously, you know, I mean, like, that's great, but I'm sure they don't want to just be like, hey, guys, run some more. I think they want to actually teach techniques sure. and feel like they're actually imparting themselves. Well, I mean,
0: so. I, you know, I'm a big Justin James fan. Obviously, he, like, he coached well, my kid a for a while, man.
1: Nasty. Oh, he- <laughs> he's nasty when it comes to, like, running the – He's the one that I still I hear is like it's just a warm up, guys. I'm like guys, we're dying. He's like, come on, it's just a warm up. You got this. And I'm just like, oh, I hate you. <laughs> he Sounds was like burning Joseph. us out, man. No, but I, I appreciate what those guys are doing. But yeah, I mean, it's it's uh. It's good so far, but I, I'd be lying if there weren't days where I was just like, can I come up with, with an excuse to not go today? I just have not allowed myself to do good that. You, you know? so, good for you, man. Good for you. It's getting there, but it, it's a work in progress, man. But um, I still feel there's so much to go. There's so much to go, but uh, it feels good so far. Um, I'm starting to feel a little nagging things, but I think that's partially just from non-use but also i i there's days i'm like i feel every bit my age seeing these young kids in there and i'm just probably sleeping "Uh, better
0: than you have in years though i've
1: been sleeping like a
0: baby (laughs) like
1: a baby (laughs) when it goes out, out it's done i'm gone i'm gone uh but it's been good, man. It's uh, it's been, it's been good. <laughs>
0: That's awesome, man. Well, keep, keep up the good work. Keep up the good work, man. I'm, I'm proud of you for doing that. I, uh, meanwhile, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm also a little bit exhausted this week. Uh, but not because I've been working out, unfortunately. Yeah. But I just had a crazy week last week, man. It was uh but it was such a cool weekend, man. You know, obviously this past weekend, flew out to uh, Philadelphia and got to do the back-to-back uh, CFFC shows, which was great. Yeah. Worked with Dean Thomas, which was awesome. I mean, that guy is a blast. You know what I mean? Like, i have known him for years but never had a chance to work with him, just always kind of would chat in a hotel lobby or in an yeah. airport or whatever. So I actually got a chance to work with him, and um, he got a chance to see the the CFSC culture, which is cool, man. There's just a lot of really cool people there. And he was like, man, I, I love it here, dude. I was like, I know you're going to be fighting for Punk's job, man, now that he's gone. But <laughs> but he was great. For anybody that didn't uh, get a chance to watch it, CFSC 109, uh, we did that on Friday night. At the very least, I'd recommend you go check out the main event. There's this kid named Manuel Sosa who looks like an absolute monster, man. He's 24 years old. He's 9-0 and with nine finishes. Has finished every single fight in the first or second round. Um, got another one done uh, this week, and, and the kid... I got to think he, he ends up on Contender Series. If not, I mean, maybe they just bring him straight in for a fight, man. I bring him straight in. You never know. Kid's a beast, man. I, I, I'm i really – I to be honest with you, this is the second time he's fought for CFFC. I thought after the first one. He's just – he's he's very much uh, – you know, he's in great shape. You can see it. I mean, he's young. He's 24. He's aggressive with his striking, but he's got great grappling as well. It's just there's no place to rest. You know what I mean? He stays yeah. aggressive both with his striking and with his submission abilities and – uh Man, and, and here's the other thing that I thought was really impressive about this kid as you look at him. I mean, I've seen him fight twice now, but you look at his opponent's records. And, and I will say a big part of it was made up by one opponent, but he's 9-0. and And coming into this week, I didn't add in uh, this week's records, but coming into this week, he was 8-0. And his opponent's combined records that he had fought was 44-11. and so, you're not talking about like yeah. cans. Now, I yeah. think I, I want to say like one of them was like 17 and three or something. So, that takes a big part of it, but that's still like 27 and eight or what. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's so it's because you always worry about that, right? When you see somebody and, and, and they fought, you know, if you, if you see somebody that's 8 and 0, oh, but they kind of got that boxing model where it's like, well, that guy was 0 oh and 10, and that guy was 1 and 12. Like, yeah. what, what do we really know about you? Um, but the kid looks like the real deal. So, if you haven't seen the main event, definitely go recommend you check out the main event it was uh it was a replacement main event um but it, it was it turned out to be a really good one and then saturday night was fury grappling for another one of these fun grappling events man i really really love doing these grappling events um and the fact that we get to use ufc talent is awesome uh sean brady in the main event tapped out ben saunders and um it was a 185 pound fight so sean didn't have to cut all the way down to 170 and uh Ben, ben said afterwards, he's like that dude is the strongest dude. Like he's like yeah. insanely strong. <laughs> so uh, everybody everybody talks about like just how strong Sean Brady is, and uh, he he got the submission, looked good. Um, and Sean you know was talking to Sean throughout the week about kind of what's next because he's waiting on a fight right now. Dude, he's calling out all the big names, man. He's ready for some big fights, man. So um, hopefully he gets something booked real real soon. Um, Has I he think fought? it's been a while. So he's he's waiting to be booked. So he had after the Kiesa fight. You remember after the Kiesa fight. He he broke his nose in that fight, right? Okay. So if you'll remember the Chiesa fight, and and I wrote a story about this last week, but um, you know, uh, I talked to him and he's and he, Sean Brady f- is the biggest fight fan in the world. Like this dude watches every single fight, and apparently, it's probably worth checking out his social media. He does like some some picks, um, some recommendations for bets and stuff like that. But he's been on like an eighty percent run so far this year in in twenty twenty two.
1: November twenty twenty one.
0: So, it hasn't been that long. It hasn't been that long, but it's been a while. So what happened was, in that Kiesa fight, he broke his nose in the first punch of the fight, right? And so, he, as he was explaining to me, he's like, I can't breathe out of my nose. He's like, and the blood is just running down my throat. He's like, so I can't breathe there either. He's like, it's just, he's like, I, I, you know, and everybody's like, oh, Sean Brady doesn't have good cardio. He's like, bro, I have great cardio. He's like, but I can't breathe, you know, yeah. and so it's wearing me out. Um, and so he had some surgery to repair his nose. I guess he's broken it a couple times, so he got everything fixed there. Had to take some time off for that. Um, and, and he's ready, man. He's you know he's he's wanting a big name. You know he, I know he was talking about maybe Bilal Muhammad. He was. He was talking about Wonder Boy and you know, he's not a big talk Sean Brady is not a big talker. He was a respectful dude, but he did say something about Wonder Boy. He's like, Well, I know Wonderboy just wants to fight like strikers and stuff, but bro, you're in the top ten, man. You gotta fight whoever you gotta fight, man. I don't think you get to say yes and no to certain individuals or whatever. So, um, you know, he's
1: People have been doing that for a
0: long, well, long time, though. <laughs> they had, but he, his his thing was, but I like it because Sean's not a big talker, and he was just like, dude, if you're there, like give up your spot if you're not going to fight anybody. You know what I mean? But you are right. People have been picking fights for a long time, so he's yeah. he's waiting to get booked for something big. But that was good. But the 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 big news of the night, man. The craziness of the night, man. The CFFC president Brad Boland. Took on Clay Guida in the co-main event, right? It was supposed to be Clay Guida versus Alex Casera, so I was super excited about that. Guida and Bruce Leroy, fan favorites, exciting fighters. Um, but Casera showed up, and I don't know if it was the flight or um, you know what exactly happened. But from the minute he got there, he's like, "Dude, he's like, I'm having some back spasms," and um, so they tried to work with him and and try to see what they could do. And he finally he's just like, "Dude, I'm not going to be able to go." So the day of the 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 event. Brad Boland, the president, who is a black belt, but to his th- – he said he's probably rolled like twice this year. Like he hasn't been training consistently. Um, he was like, I'll take it. I'll do it. Like I'll do it. I'll jump in there and I'll do it. And, and Clay, to his credit, took it. Um, he did make – ask for one revision and that was – so anytime there's a UFC fighter, you can't do heel hooks just because like, you know, the, the UFC is basically like, look, we'll give you these guys to use, but no heel hooks because we don't want anybody – ripping their knees out and being on the sidelines. So that's automatically in the guidelines if you're a UFC fighter. But Clay was like, I want no leg locks at all. and Brad was like, all right. But Brad even admits, he's like, it kind of sucked because that's like the best part of my game. He's Uh. like, but – He's like, I thought, you know, I'm gonna go for it anyway. Um, and so Brad, man, to his credit, stepped in on like a couple hours' notice, man. And again, that's awesome. It's uh, just so cool to see it do it, man. It, you know, and it, granted, it's a grappling match, not a cage fight, but nobody wants to go out there and look dumb, nah, you know nah, what I mean? Nah. And he went out there and looked fantastic. It was funny because there, there was one point where like Clay's Clay's leg was there, and like Brad kind of grabbed it and kind of like, I don't think he hesitated. I haven't even asked him about this. I think he was just kind of trying to show like. I could have got this, like you know what I mean. Like it was there, you know. I was kind of joking. I'm like, just take the DQ, just take the DQ. Uh, but man, it was so cool to see him and the guy step up on, uh, you know. And here's the best I don't know b- if you try to go for a DQ with a UFC fighter. That's probably true, <laughs> especially if you're the president of the promotion, right? They're like, um, yeah, but and, and credit to Clay, I mean credit to Clay for taking it, credit to Brad for taking it. But it was it was a fun match. Clay didn't up get, getting the submission late in the match. Um, and you could see it visibly. About four minutes in, it was an eight-minute match. About four minutes in, you could see like, "Oh, Brad's he's energy's gassed. gone." Like, yeah. yeah, he's done. Now he's in survival. I can mode. only
1: imagine not being prepared to go into something like that. Like, and it's Clay Guida. Yeah, like, not like it's just some ridiculous. dude.
0: It's Clay Guida who like probably did an eight-minute grappling match in the warm-up room yeah. just <laughs> as a you know just to get warm. Um, so it was cool, man. It was just so cool to see like, every- and it was so cool to see the love he was receiving, but from everybody there and even online or whatever. Just like. That's, that's dope, dude. You're the president, yeah. he said. But what was funny is, so we show up to the venue, and he's sitting at his computer because he still had, like, stuff to do, like work stuff to do. Like, so you know he
1: was doing it at that point? Yeah, but oh, it's wow. not
0: like we have, like, a big staff at CFFC to yeah. just start pushing stuff off. So he still had things that he had to do, like getting some social media stuff scheduled and getting some stuff done. And he was, like, you know, an hour and a half before the match, and he's still, like, knocking this stuff out. It was. Uh, that's awesome. It was pretty funny. Which he like Calm better. Um, or
1: which feels different? I'm sure it feels. Does it feel like you have less pressure doing the grappling? So the
0: grappling, I I. I so the MMA, I'm obviously like the MMA. Like I got that down. Dude. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, the grappling, especially like the new like high levels, like the you know some of the the guard variations and stuff like that. Like I'll admit, I'm not as other – But we got this guy named Jay Regabuto who's a, a local black belt and who calls matches like nonstop like he's on like all these other platforms so he comes in and helps us out is he in your ear or is he on the call no he's on the call oh, that's and so good. oh man it makes it, like basically like, me and dean just like set up you know hey here's who's going here's what's happening here's what's at stake and then jay takes over and he's like oh, calling everything good. and then if we see something we want to ask him about like dude he is phenomenal on the broadcast so i hope we have him for every grappling match. but he makes it but i will say this <clears throat> so the grappling events, the the, the the MMA is more my wheelhouse, right? Like, that's sure. – like, I can – Understand it. I can do that. But the grappling, uh, Rob lets me wear, like, a T-shirt and shorts. He's like, I want it to be – he's like, I wanted to be casual. He's like, I want it to be different. So, like, literally, like, I'm just wearing my khakis and a black T-shirt. <laughs> And uh, yeah. and he's like, and if you guys want to have like a cocktail or something, like feel free. So you know, I had like a, I had a little bottle of Beam with me. I was having a little, little whiskey along a the bottle? way. <laughs> are you talking
1: about like when the little fifths or?
0: No. So little, what happened uh, was, uh, veteran savvy. Uh, I was getting some uh, GoPuff uh, frosty beverages delivered to my to my room at my hotel because I was going to be <laughs> there for a an couple days. Not advertising
1: for GoPuff. We no, like many other delivery services. many <laughs> delivery
0: services, uh, and they they are a Sean Brady sponsor though. So I'll give them love for that. Uh, I never want, heard of that one. If they want to sponsor. I think it started out on the East Coast. I think it started out on the East Coast as actually just like a uh, like a tobacco delivery. That's hence the name GoPuff or whatever. Oh. Then they got into like liquor and food and all that. So I, I, they're expanding. What's
1: the name like GoPuff, I would think, like they deliver weed? They
0: might have delivered a little weed a little. I mean, you <laughs> might be able to get a little something, some depending on your driver. But, um, but yeah, so Bro, my – Stop by the dispensary. <laughs> so I ordered my frosty beverages, um, and my minimum order wasn't quite high enough. But I knew I couldn't just keep ordering more beer because I was like, I'll never even be able to finish all that beer. Yeah. So I got a bottle of Jim Beam in there to get my minimum <laughs> up, and then I brought that to the uh, I brought that to the venue. is the minimum
1: just like twenty five bucks?
0: Not there. It was like fifty. Oh shit. Yeah, it was like a fifty dollar minimum. So I had to throw a bottle of whiskey on there. Well, yeah, I had to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I mean just had to had to meet minimums I, I wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for the minimums you know so yeah so i enjoyed co- You a from a bottle while no, you were doing the broadcast no i
0: poured it over rocks <laughs> <I> <laughs> poured it over rocks come <laughs> on you know, man you brought a bottle of liquor to it
1: yeah a bottle of
0: so so yeah those those are those are kind of fun that's awesome those are kind of fun so so we did that uh, which was which was awesome. Uh, Kyrick Janes was there, uh, the longtime owner of mixed the underground. He came to check out the show, so got to hang out with him a little bit as well. Uh, our buddy Cody Merrow was there as well. So. I
1: thought I saw uh, some social stuff from Cody. Yeah, oh, Cody's cool.
0: starting to help us out with some social and, and doing a little bit of stuff here and there. So, um, you know, we got, we got some things cooking behind the scenes. But they were like all there it. to kind of hang out a little bit. and <laughs> Trying
1: to get off that bottle. And you're like,
0: no, 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 no. This bottle is mine. Over here. Keep it right here. <laughs> so, yeah, anytime you can show up with a bottle of whiskey at the broadcast table, you shabby. got me in. That's not too shabby. So that was fun. Back-to-back I think nights. that's
1: what Bernie Kosar used to do when he would do some calls.
0: <laughs> And then he's no longer on the call. So that, that's, yeah, you got to be careful. That's be, the key. That's the, You got to pace it. yourself. Moderation. Mo- that, that is the point where it is moderation. Uh, so they got to do that. <laughs> and then Sunday, you know, I had been looking forward to it for a long time. But, man, got a chance to go to the AEW event, All Elite Wrestling at T-Mobile cool. with CM Punk, my family, my wife and kid. And I'll be honest, man, I was tired when I got there because I, I didn't sleep much uh, the Saturday night. Flew home. Um, and was tired, but I was like, let's let's go from the first match. Like, let's go see it all. Wow, boy, from the very first from one? From the very first match. I think 4.30, I think we left at like 10-something, so wow. we were there for a while. But, bro, the T-Mobile, man, I, I took a picture of it. It doesn't really do it justice. But, you know, you park in that that parking spot over at, like, New York, New York, that's where I usually park, and you come down that little escalator, the whole plaza, Nokia Plaza in front of T-Mobile, packed. Like, wow. Like, I'm talking about packed. Like, that place. Was it sold out? Wrestling fans, yeah, it was sold out. Wrestling wow. fans – they show up from the start, man. So, That's um, cool. so it was cool, man. We had a good time, and um, I,
1: I. But you also didn't just have regular old seats.
0: Wow, well, we <laughs> uh, we had we had decent seats. I mean, yeah, I
1: mean, you could have reached out, maybe grabbed the ropes. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it I mean, I would have had to extend my arm a little bit, but yeah, <laughs> you'd have to we, put the
1: beer down to do yeah, that.
0: And then you don't want to do that, obviously. <laughs> but yes, yes, uh, Mister 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 CM Punk hooked us up very nice with tickets, and uh, but what was cool is. A, a couple of things. Number one, it was my kid's first event, and um, he was digging it. You know what I mean? And any any parent that's here will know what that feeling is. Like when your kids enjoying something, like when you're watching them, just like take because it's a big, yeah. dude, it's a big show. I mean, their production's on par with UFC and and even more because say, they when got when the last big. Last
1: time he saw, when's the last time he oh, saw I, a UFC event? It, and the last time he saw it was probably an Apex show, right? Than- yeah,
0: yeah, he has. Yeah, he's only been to an Apex show over the last couple of years. He, yeah. I, none that he would remember. So. He's, Wonder which he liked better. Well, well he'd
1: you'd have to. He'd have to see it now when he's he'd older. He'd have to see to it see now. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's been a while, but, but you know, it's very different. An Apex show from even a T-Mobile show. But uh, it'd be interesting to see which he liked better. But
0: they got that big end stage setup yeah. and all that. You know what I mean? The so, ramp that they walked So down. he was he was enjoying the heck out of it. Um, except for except for the hardcore match. There was a hardcore match that was crazy. Um, and 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 you know listen. We don't talk a lot of pro wrestling on here, but I got to experience this, so I'm just going to gonna share a little bit of the stories. We
1: normally don't talk training either, but, hey, good the point. world That's is turned g- upside down.
0: Who knows? <laughs> Up is down. Left is right. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so, you know, good matches all through the night. It was a long show, and I did see a lot of people I that were like
1: – I had no idea it was that long.
0: There were a lot of people that were like hardcore wrestling fans or even like, it was too long. Uh, but it was a long show, but it was good. But, uh, like, the third match from the top was this tag team match. And I was like, man, I, w- I don't know when they stop serving beer. So I was like, let me go. I was like, I better go get two. I was like, I'm going to go get two right now. Which
1: is being very, very, like, just low-key for you. Yeah, like, yeah, You figure you would have got, like, a, 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 a what do they call them, a drink carrier that has, oh, like, oh, four yeah. like six
0: or whatever. <laughs> no, I got two. Uh, so it was, just, it was, like, the third match from the top. And I went and got two. By the way, the big 24-ounce beers at T-Mobile. Yeah. $17.
1: I was just thinking about that. I was like, well, if you got six, you'd have to, like, take a loan
0: out. $17, bro. That's crazy. It's insane. So uh, it didn't stop me from drinking, but it yeah. was just an expensive <laughs> night. Uh, so I got to – well, I walked back to my seat, and I'm walking back to my seat, and all of a sudden I'm like – like I'm looking on the monitor, and there's like – People fighting in the stands, you know. I mean, wrestling, not 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 fans. Like yeah. two wrestlers, like going at it's it. Still in getting the stands, very physical. Right. Like yeah. this
1: shit's legit.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's the thing that we that, that my wife was saying, that my kid was saying, and obviously anybody that that knows wrestling, it's like, I, it, it is wrong to call it fake. Scripted is the right word. Right. Because they're doing like that's some physical the shit stuff. They're doing is incre- it's it's incredible. And it's incredible.
1: Call, call it fake. And it's crazy dangerous too. I mean, oh. like if you do it wrong, somebody can get really, really. Oh. injured. I've seen some where they're like balancing on the walls of the venue, running yeah, yeah. up and down. I'm like, one bad move, one slip, that guy could break a leg. And like that's serious. You might call it as fake or scripted or you want, but like. There's real, Back injuries, real athletic neck injuries. shit happening there.
0: So I walk out there, and I'm like looking on the monitor. I'm like, are those two people in the – because I'm just seeing on the TV. As I'm walking, are those two people fighting in the crowd? I was like, that's crazy. And then I walk out there, and it says, you got a beer in each hand, $34 worth of beer that I definitely don't want to spill anywhere. And all of a sudden, like, I'm looking – there's, like, two people fighting over here, two people fighting over – I mean, everywhere. I'm, and I came to my wife, and I'm oh, like, Oh, because it was a tag team. Five on five. Oh, shit! And I, was, I walked up, and I was like, pardon my language here, but I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now, dude? There's people everywhere. Jake Hager's involved in it. We've obviously oh, f- awesome. seen him. Next thing I know, he's thrown onto some tables that just – break, like right in front of us. I mean, yeah. literally right in front of us. He's laid out on the ground. But, I mean, this match is going everywhere. It, it ends up having like some barbed wire, and they, they like oh, take the rope down, and they're using the hook that's on the corner of the thing. I mean – It was crazy. And I will say, like – the chair, like the section that we were in, the chair, like they were like throwing people into the chairs, so, like all the chairs were just like busted up everywhere. And the whole time I'm trying to s- balance these be- <laughs> these full ass beers in my hand so I don't spill them. I'm like, I'm not having a $17 beer knocked out of my hand, yeah. you know. And then my wife's like, right, give me one, I can help you with one of them. So I was like, thank you, honey. So she's holding one of it. Next thing I look over, she's drinking part of my beer. I'm like, I'm like hey, you said, you said you were holding it. You said you were holding. It. You was, almost
1: left to go get two more,
0: didn't yeah, you? Yeah. She gave me the look. She's like. <laughs> you know but anyway so that the, the ah. that one i will say my 10 year old kid was a little bit like what is going on i'm like just yeah. remember i was like remember it's scripted i'm like we're you're safe this is not because it like i mean I- i've never i've never been to a show like that yeah. i know there's a lot of people that are just fans of, like that style it's chaotic as hell dude because it's literally every- like dude and they-, they
1: pay an arm and a leg to get into those oh, seats bro. you know oh, because you yeah. become part of the show you know like I- i've seen it where they embrace it but yeah you have to be you have to be, situa- you be situationally situational aware, aware of what's going on because you could turn to one side, watch one group of guys, and not realize somebody's about to slam. Yeah, the key or and they were
0: and right they were being people like so, the, dude. There were like two guys were like out on the concourse, like in the that's cra- crazy. they were going, to, but I will like there was one point where where one guy threw another dude into like the chairs that we were sitting in, and I did hear like as he was trying to set it up, he was like, "Move, move, move, move!" Like he was trying to let people know, like, "Get oh, out of the way," you it. know, like trying to give them a little spot or whatever you know trying yeah, to make yeah, people yeah. aware because that was the only thing that, that concerned me I was like dude what if somebody's not paying attention you do got to pay attention yeah. so that one my son didn't quite love as much but I was like bro we're here we got you remember it's scripted we're having fun yeah. it's all entertainment
1: because they're tearing down the fourth wall at that point yeah. you know it's one thing to watch everything and, and you're able to keep yourself separated from mm-hmm. it but when they're actually interacting with you and whether you want it or not yeah uh, it changes it changes it the changes game, it really does know? I can see as so I can see where that as weird as that somebody. stuff
0: is, as weird as that stuff is, yeah. I can see why people like that because oh, yeah. it does feel like you're feeling like part of the danger, like right. you're part of like in, you're like now you're part of the show. You know what I mean? And you know
1: you're gonna get on TV if you're sitting right around those seats too. 100 percent. People get their hundred percent. Uh, did, did they let people bring signs and do all the kind of? Not stuff? in
0: our section, but there were people with signs yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Like Actually, it's funny. So Joe, so where we were sitting, uh, the the stationed camera, like the hard camera, was behind us. Okay. So um, so we didn't, we weren't on TV a lot because like you know they're they're addressing that stationary camera yeah. a lot. Um, But it was funny because – So they're always looking up
1: and over your head.
0: Yeah, but it's funny. In fact, it, this is terrible uh, audio, but I'll show you this because you got to see this. It's pretty – so Joe from H-Town, uh, our good friend, he sends me a picture of Eli on the broadcast. Oh, nice. But it's really funny because what you'll see is that I guess the camera kind of zoomed in and Eli was standing up and turned around, so it's just his little head down there in the <laughs> bottom of <it>. So <laughs> – there, it's like a it's like a wide shot of the ring, and he had stood up, and I guess they had framed it just right, and so just his little head is in there. He stood up to turn around and talk to me, and Joe sends me this picture, and it's like just Eli's head down there That's in the bottom hilarious. of the screen. Super funny. So that was all fun, and then man, CM Punk came out for the main event, and I will say, and and, and credit to Derek Bronson because he was the one that tweeted it. You know, and we had talked about this a little bit, like when when Punk came back and he had that moment in uh in chicago right where the whole crowd's going crazy and Derek brunson's tweet i thought was spot on where he was just like why in the hell did you ever come to mma like when this is what you had and i had that same thought as he was coming out like you know cult of personalities playing he's up there on the stage people are going crazy you know you know yelling his name chanting his name i'm like why and i know he had like problems with the wwe and whatever but it's just like dude
1: and and to at the end of it, I mean that there was that, but he still wanted to challenge he himself. He uh, he loves you that know? dude. I mean, loves it. it boiled down to that, he wanted to challenge himself. He wanted to push himself, and he did it. You know, yep. and he's gonna always have that. You know as well. But man, that, that fucking walkout song is so cool. It's a great walkout. song. I love that song. Just it's it's a perfect song for a walkout because you know I forget li- that he used that, but every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, that song's so lights good. Lights go
0: down and you hit it's that guitar so riff, and then all oh, of a sudden the lights man. pop up, and it was cool. But so dude, I've never been I've never been more into a wrestling match in my entire life, man. Well, like, I can
1: can honestly see why, but I mean, I thought that the picture that you guys put afterwards, like, you one, you could see the joy in your face, and you could see it in Eli, but even in Phil's face, like, you could see he was enjoying that moment, being able to share that moment with, like, a friend, you know, like, that was really, really cool, you know, so, regardless of what anybody ever says about, you know, his tenure with the UFC, the guy wanted to go out there, and he used his... His stardom to get a shot, and he went out there and he gave it his all. And there's no shame about that. And And he is
0: a legit good dude, man. Yeah, legit. He seems really.
1: He seems like. I mean, he was always was very, very nice and cordial when I had to deal with him in the past. But just seeing him, you know, listening to him on the broadcast, he's got a personality that he makes it. He makes you feel like you know him. So I can Mm -hmm. see where people want to come up to him afterwards and just be like, "Yo, Pong," blah 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 blah. I think it's because a lot of times, even just outside of being a fan of his work in the cage and doing that sort of stuff, the way his personality comes across, he comes off very, very friendly that you just feel like you know the guy and you Mm want to come up and just say hey to him. So for him to go back in there and actually get the belt, I was wondering if they were going to do it. I didn't know if I – you know. Maybe you know they would just give him a shot and then maybe give it to him later. So when you when I saw it later on and you were like he he was he was able to get it, I was like wow.
0: But they did they did it perfect. They set and this is and as we'll say like, again, I, I haven't watched wrestling in years, right? Yeah. I mean I watched wrestling when I was a little kid. Uh, when I found out it was scripted, I didn't I didn't enjoy it as much. Um, but obviously seeing my friend Punk wrestle is, is amazing. But they set it up perfectly because. Uh, so it's like a back and forth match. Everything's going on, right? Uh, the guy picks up Punk and like spins him around. Punk accidentally kicks the referee in the head, so the referee's down. So the referee's out, and the 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 Hangman Page is the guy's name. Sees the belt over there and was like like thinks about like I'll just use this as a weapon because uh, he'd already tried to use it as a weapon once. And then like the referee's out, so he looks at it and he's like, you know, you can see like the theater of like i'm considering what should i do like punk is hurt the ref's down like i could use that and go hurt him really bad and yeah. he's like and he just kind of shakes it off and throws it down and he goes to attack punk without using the weapon punk counters and gets the victory just as the ref is waking up so it's like nice. so you made your champion like oh he had to make the moral decision you know and he made the right decision but he paid the price for yeah. it because punk capitalized <laughs> And it's not really punk's fault because yeah he, you know but he capitalized so now it sets up the re- you know what i mean it's like Perfectly, like yeah. what great writing! Where it's like you made your 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 champ make this moral decision. He made the right decision and paid for it anyway. So now you can still cheer for him. You know yeah, what I mean? I yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. that's brilliant because I thought the same thing. So like, that are they sets give up him? like a rematch. Rematch. Where you, don't, you, don't, you don't
1: you don't hate the guy, and you actually have people that
0: were wanting him to maybe. Yeah, but give he him got wrong, He could have cheated, and he yeah. didn't. And then and now you know. So it's like brilliant writing yeah, so it's cool, cool man I, you know it's it's funny like I, I i'm not saying that i would like go to every show or whatever but i really me and my me and my, and my again any parent will understand watching your kid have a good time uh that that changes the level of everything um and then to see to see my buddy punk in there was was super cool um I, i'd definitely go anytime he was around like i'd go watch him because it, it's fun you know but especially uh,
1: he keeps giving you those seats i
0: mean <laughs> that helps yeah it was fun. It was a special experience. So, that's awesome. Uh, all right. That's over. Now it's time for some mixed martial arts. I promise you it is. You, <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah. UFC <laughs> Fight Night 207. We just left media day. Uh, the start of – what's the stat they keep doing there? 11 straight weeks of UFC action. So mm-hmm. uh, after a week off, we're, we're hot and heavy back into it. Although it is traveling around a little bit. I know neither of us are going to Singapore. Nope. So, uh, you know, it's not it's not us every week. But this week it is Alexander Volkov and Jarzinho Rosenstrike. You know, I think we kind of knew coming into Media Day today that it wasn't going to be the craziest Media Day of all time. First of all, we had a lot of foreign speakers, which um, obviously it's. I'm not saying it's bad that somebody doesn't speak English, but in terms of, of captivating video content and that yeah, sort of stuff, when it yeah. goes to the translator, it's just not quite the same. So I think we knew kind of coming in Even that we the only
1: translator was very good.
0: Translator was phenomenal as always. <laughs> um, I think we knew that it wasn't going to be you know the most exciting. And then you have Volkov and Rosenstrik, who um, you know while dangerous fighters and, and capable of, of doing big things, um, they're not big speakers either of Yeah, they're one not going to talk.
1: Not. Talk a bunch of
0: smack. Up Neither there. one. I mean, Jarzinho may have got the closest to talking trash he ever has in his whole life when he was just like, I don't think he's going to stand with me.
1: I tried setting him up with the chin <laughs> thing. I was like, you know, so hey, is this, you think his chin's going to be suspect? You know, you think it's going to be an easy shot? And he's like, oh, is that true? Oh, I'm glad they said that. You know, I'll have to pay Thank attention. Thank you for the
0: people that said that. Like, I didn't know that. I appreciate that.
1: You're doing it wrong. Yeah, too I was like, funny. I like, that was what you call – I set you up a t-ball there,
0: it's, it's ball there. It's interesting, right, because both guys have had some setbacks recently, um, and so they're looking to rebound. It's an important fight in terms of rankings, right? It's about number seven versus number eight, so it is meaningful. Um, but it was funny because, you know, I was taping uh, our, our betting preview for Sports Illustrated with Justin Brasso the other day, I can't remember if he said it. During our taping, or when we were talking beforehand, so I have to see the finished product. But he mentioned the fact that it's, and I, and I think it's it's it sucks to kind of say this, but it's accurate in terms of the excitement level. Is it just with the kind of new elite blood that's coming into the heavyweight division, you struggle seeing these guys ranked among the very very best, right? Like seven and eight is pretty much where they reside. You know what I mean? I struggle seeing either one of these guys making a title run. You know, I struggle. It just, it's not there. So, you know, when you have that situation, it's like it's a big fight. You know, but that kind of caveat does kind of temper my enthusiasm a little bit. And here's the other one, because, again, this was in the betting preview, but Justin was like, hey, man, two heavyweights, a lot of knockouts between them. Should we just automatically go for the round one prop? And I'm like – no, like both these guys have a tendency to kind of be moderately play, uh, moderately paced, I should say, and 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 not necessarily incredibly aggressive and not necessarily, you know what I mean. So it's like I could see this fight going five rounds. I mean, I really could, and I can see that even though both these guys had the capability of of, of turning out the lights that it doesn't happen right away and that, you know, that we get some plotting in there. It goes
1: five rounds. It's going to be such a stinker. People are just going to be like, ah. Because, I mean, like, who wants to see five rounds? When people think of heavyweights, they think of big smashing blows, you yes. know, lots of just throwing yes. dudes around. And at five rounds, you're not getting that. I know. You're getting a lot of, you know, careful plotting, you know, a lot of respect for your, your opponent's strength, you know and uh yeah so hopefully, it does, hopefully you hopefully don't get five rounds of that but this going but you're right i agree I with just you saying completely. don't be
0: surprised and if you get yeah. some, if you're the kind that of likes to bet over unders I I, I I would i would take a look at those over numbers and see what you can get at least
1: getting yeah getting them maybe like the third round or so or at least something because then you feel at some point one of these guys because if it is a matter of where they've been in a lot of clinching a lot of wrestling somebody's gonna be tired right so by the time that third round somebody i'd imagine is gonna be wearing down to the point where maybe some of the shots weigh in but 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 you're right. I think if there is an attempt for one of these guys to try to make another run towards the top, it has to start with this win. And and then whoever loses, you know, I guess maybe we just hang that gatekeeper tag right on them, you know, and just say, hey, if you guys are going to get to the top of the division, where they're still dangerous, they still have value. But you're right. I mean, this new crop of fighters, but that's even like light heavyweight. Some of these guys coming in, shoot, we had a guy – who is it that was there today? Um, that was fighting. Is he fighting? He last fight like heavyweight, or is he fighting heavyweight? But then he also said he wanted to fight middleweight.
0: Oh, that's the newcomer, Askar yeah, Mozaroff yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like,
1: this dude is nuts. I mean, he's coming in at light heavyweight right. for this one, and he's talking about being at like middleweight. And you look at his last like two fights were two sixty five. Yeah, like. Kudos on your body being able <laughs> to like morph like that but he was 100% serious in the fact oh, yeah. that he thought he would get he could get down to middleweight. The new breed of these cats coming in and fighting these at uh, this light heavyweight and some of these heavyweights, some of these guys they're just a whole different breed, man. The the just the physicality of these guys coming in and it almost look like you look at Jarzinho, he's so just a hulk of a dude. But like I don't see the flexibility in his game that you see some of these new cats coming in that are just that are able to sort of morph. They're like, yes, I might be a smaller heavyweight. I'm never going to hit 265, but I'll jump down and I have the physicality to go down to light heavyweight. Which for some of these guys, and then they're able to go more. I think they have the better skills and be able to get onto the ground and do all these yep. ground game. They have better submission skills, and a lot of these other guys. They just don't have it. Volkov does, and uh, in in terms, in my opinion, between these two, is a better, well-rounded, has more experience overall. So I think yep. he has more weapons, and he just needs to stay away from the striking of Jarzinho, kind of grind him down a little bit, wear him down a little bit. But at least between the two of them, he's the one that I see that has more dangerous weapons. But even he, we've seen what happens. What happened to him in his last one against one of these new cats that's coming up that has power but also has one hell of a ground game as yep. well, you know. I mean I hate to th- you know, I I hate to like call these guys both at like sort of like gatekeepers now, but at where they're at right now, I feel like that's the best terminology of where they're going to go. Well, Whoever AK- win has a shot to at least try to go up, but we've seen both of them deal with the guys up above them.
0: Well, and remember, we always say Gatekeeper is not a disrespectful term. It's not disrespectful. It's, disrespectful it's, it's at all. It's just reality of like there's a level. Right. And if you're gonna get to this elite level, you gotta get through yeah. me. You know what and I especially mean? So if
1: this is gatekeeper to the top ten. Yeah. That's one hell of a uh, it's, that's it's one hell bad. of a distinction, you know. I mean, but I
0: but I think you're right. I, I just struggle seeing either one of these guys winning a title, so I think that's an accurate description. Ultimately, I lean Volkoff in this because of exactly what you said. I see him utilizing wrestling. When Jardino says, I don't think he's gonna strike with me, I think he's gonna try to take me down. Uh, I, I agree. Like, I don't even yeah. think it's trash talk. Like, I I mean, if you're Volkov, yeah, sure. You know, try to use that big body that you got. Try to use that range that you got. But you know, if Jarzinho lands, you're going to hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? So why even give him that opportunity? If Jarzinho is not on his feet throwing big shots, like, Jarzinho is not going to triangle choke you off his back or yeah. something like that. So it's why wouldn't you? Is, is you know, I don't even know if Jarzinho is going to hurt you in the clinch if you have him pinned up against the fence, you know, is he really going to do damage in there? You know, I, I don't think about him as like, oh, he's got those tricky little uppercuts yeah, he'll throw he in there. he separates and
1: he's throwing a, a nasty little elbow or something. Right? No. It's almost like he's just waiting out until the guy's arms tire down so they can separate again or something.
0: It's very much like a Derek Lewis type thing yeah. to me where he's like, you know, just get, let me be at range. Let me just land that one shot and that's all I need, all you know? that's all it takes. that's all it takes. How,
1: how cool is that to be able to know that you'd have like that one shot power, that depart. These are the best guys in the world, and still like these guys have technique and power that it's just like one shot,
0: and I, then it's done. I mean, you tell me, Kimbo Slice. I mean, I don't <laughs> I don't know. This man. was
1: not a top-level guy that was, I was a, a, a opponent. Uh,
0: all right. so listen, that this, guy
1: this guy ain't breaking the top one million.
0: Co-main, co-main event I do find very intriguing for a couple of reasons. First of all, Mozart of the Web, I believe, is a badass. I believe he's a yeah. future title contender, potential future champion. Uh, I am all about Mostar of the Web. I, I believe he deserves all all the skill in the world. Uh, I I appreciate the fact that he's learning English. Uh, he's doing yeah. his best to answer everything in English. Um, he's you know he says, look, I went here. I think I need one more big name, and hopefully that'll be enough to give me a title shot. He says it all in English. Um, it's not the most. Um, Emotion-filled, inflection-filled English, but it's English. You know what I mean, and I can appreciate that. Like, I it does help, so I appreciate that he's doing yeah. that. And he even says, like, I'm I'm going to try to get better at. Undefeated, fifteen and zero. You know, it's hard to get to that mark. You know, no matter who you're facing. I, I think this guy's the real deal. Um, against Dan Ige, who. Has had a couple setbacks, um, but against elite level competition. And if you look at it, it's crazy. He goes from zombie to Emmett to Mozart. If you look at his opponents' records, even though he's had two losses, they keep getting better. Someone's like they're getting better. You know, isn't that weird? Like, I mean, damn. And and kudos to him for being willing to take those fights. Um, But I I don't know, man. I thought um, I thought he was very insightful. I mean, he's always very insightful and honest. But um, today, you know, talking about the setbacks and talking about um, where he needs to be and the realizations that he's had, um, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was really good. And uh, so we'll, we'll let you hear from Dan Ege as well. And understand that when the conversation comes in about um, Amber Heard and uh, this, it was because uh, the trial, which I have not watched a single minute of, I know I didn't. Either. The uh, the 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 only thing I know is that she pooped in his bed, and that's all I know. <laughs> that's literally the only thing I know about the whole trial.
1: In fact, that's how they coined the phrase "shit the bed," right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was her right there uh so if, when that comes in if you wonder why the hell that was asked about uh it was because at that exact at that moment point, yeah the the, the,
1: tri- the the jury made their decision and then they they
0: they passed judgment or that's whatever. it all right so uh <laughs> here is uh, here's dynamite danny what's it going what's going on dan i mean you go from uh from zombie to emmett to the undefeated guy i mean do you ever go like hey can we slide back a little bit what, what are we doing here
2: nah man I, I was just uh talking to gavin about that and uh You know, I was, I've been really thinking about it and that's just, that's what my legacy is going to be at the end of the day, the guy who's fought anyone and everyone. And I was just saying, like, I would literally, I'd be a coward if I tried to choose an easy route to the top and um, I just want to, I want to be the guy that's known that's fought the best guys in the world and that's, that's all I'm out here to do is to test myself and to grow as a fighter and to eventually reach the top.
0: I was going to say, I mean, in some ways it's like a compliment, right? They keep giving you guys that have better records each time out. I mean, do you take that as maybe a sign of respect from the organization?
2: A little bit. I mean, I really don't think too much into it. Um, I'm sure there's not a whole lot of guys out there, especially in the top 10, top 15, that wants to fight a undefeated Russian that's just coming up the rankings that not a lot of people know. Um, but I'm that guy. And um, I want to – I want to – I find – some type of pleasure to give a guy his first loss. So, you know, that's that's what I look at in, in all this, you know, when they offer me that that opponent. And um, I'm usually not one to turn down a fight. I don't think I've ever turned down a fight, actually. So, um, here I am a few days away and get to do this thing again.
0: Uh, didn't necessarily get the results you wanted the last couple times out, but just curious what you thought about your performances. I mean, you're, you are taking guys to the distance. You're putting on good fights. I mean, do you take any comfort in your performance?
2: You know i mean a little bit but not really man i just like my last fight for instance it it was a close fight you can argue both ways but at the end of the day i i i didn't get my hand raised and why because i didn't do enough and you know when i look back at that it's just like what is it that's holding me back from from getting to the next level and you know it's those little it's those little moments and like taking risks, taking chances, and um, that's just something I've been focusing a lot in in my life and in training is just taking more chances in life, and um, I really think that will start to translate in my fighting career, and um, I I I feel like I'm growing a lot. I I feel, you know, I'm I'm on a fresh slate, if you want to call it that. You could say I'm, you know, 0-2 in my last two fights, but I I see myself as oh no I'm a new I it sounds cheesy to say but I'm I'm a new person and I'm just I'm starting fresh and I'm I'm having fun with this again I I kind of grew kind of bitter over the sport over the over the last year and I put a lot of I put a lot of pressure on myself when I became a dad like I had to financially provide for my family and that was just and extra pressure i didn't really need because i never got into the sport for money i i got into this to be the best in the world and i knew eventually money would come but you know you start making actually start making decent money and then you like hear all the topics about fighter pay you can get bitter over the sport real quick and um so i just taking financials away like i tried to get back to my roots like what got like what got me to the ufc i wasn't I was fighting for 10 free tickets. I fought for free my first pro fight, and then I fought for 500 bucks. Like, it was never about the money. It was to be the best. And um, that's kind of the mindset I have again. And, I, you know, money is nice. You know, I can always make money because I know how to work hard. So, you know, I'm not thinking about that. I'm just thinking about winning and having fun and going out there and performing.
0: awesome. When, when did you reach that realization? Was it after the last fight or?
2: you know i i had a little bit after the zombie fight you know because that fight i was very emotional i have never had that type of emotion like before a fight and um and i i think it's because i was becoming because going in the gavin tucker fight like i was just this like there was not a man that was going to beat me that night because i had like a different kind of ele- even my wife was all, about to give birth but i was like i was very protective and like, for the first time, I think just randomly at, like, coffee shops, like, a guy was smoking a cigarette, and I, like, snapped on the guy. I was like, hey, my wife's pregnant, like, but that's not, that's not who I am, but it was, like, my protective dad instinct, and then it's, like, my son actually came into the world, and, um, it changed a whole lot of things, and I, I don't know, it just, like I said before, it, it became a financial thing, and, um, I didn't really, like, take time to, to adapt becoming a father I just tried to like force all these things I'm supposed like that I think I'm supposed to do but no one knows what to do especially that for that first child in the first year of life Um, but I I think I'm just I'm growing um, uh, I'm adapting and I'm just becoming a better father better human better person I'm grounded I'm connected uh, with my family I'm connected with God again and I'm just I I feel good I feel enlightened refreshed and I'm just I'm happy
0: Uh, talk about the preparation for this fight I guess was it just like non-stop wrestling all day every day
2: (laughs) kind of man I they I reached out to Sean Shelby it's funny because after the Emmett fight it was so close that I I wanted to just almost get right back in there right away and then um, after about a month i was like okay i'll take a little i'll take a little time after i put some pounds on and (laughs) took some time off but i i had reached out to sean in like mid-january i was in hawaii and i told him i'd you know like to take a little time off maybe fight in about around may june and it right in february he offered me um and i was like okay that's 17 weeks sweet uh, we'll take it. But once I got the bout agreement, but once I signed the bout agreement, I can't, I can't shut my mind off. So, um, I pretty much been going nonstop. I've, but I've, I've kept it fun. You know, I've went and trained different places. I, I did a little secret mini Russian training camp for three weeks. And then I went to Denver, Colorado. I kind of had the Rocky mindset that I'm fighting, um, freaking, Drago, undefeated Drago. And, I'm. Um, here I am, Rocky, so I went to Colorado Mountains, uh, trained with Justin Gagey for a month. I lived at his house and then I came back to, to Vegas. It was my son, I couldn't miss his birthday, son's first birthday. Then I still had like nine weeks to prepare, so i just been grinding here and I'm in the best shape uh, of my life and I don't think I could be any more prepared.
0: Last thing for me, you know, like kind of knowing the, the realizations you've had, the mindset you've had. I mean, is, does, does, the, does, does the result of the fight matter to you or is this more about just the performance that you know you go in there, you do your best, you enjoy it, you, know, you take it in, is, is that enough?
2: I really do see myself winning this fight, but it's not about the – for me, it's not about the, the result, the trophy, the performance. It's, it's about me going in there and being free and having fun with this. You know, I, I've I think I've been in this sport for a while now and I've I've uh I've been there at the top. I've been there when I was on a six fight win streak and I had the company behind me pumping me out, giving me main events and I you know, you buy in into your own hype a little bit and uh you start to believe this you're this person who you really aren't. You know, I'm just like I'm just a normal person like every other fighter in this, but they, they you buy into your own hype, and I think, you know, my opponent's probably experiencing that right now. Fifteen and zero, it's kind of hard not to be a little confident and cocky, and you know, you got the odds makers behind him, you got the freaking, the media and the everyone saying, "Oh my God, this guy's unstoppable!" Like, he's just another human being like myself, and he's had an equal amount of time to prepare, and you know, at We'll see what happens Saturday night, but I'm confident i'm gonna go in there and get the w hey
1: dan um uh, what's the super secret russian camp that you, uh, that you went
2: to i it, <laughs> it was here in vegas but i i i don't wanna when it when it all happened it was just like a weird political time with like the war and everything and i uh I don't. I don't want to get anyone in trouble just because, like, I, you know, I was out there grinding. That's all that matters, you know. I I've actually trained with the Russians a lot. I've trained with Khabib. I've trained with Islam Makachev, I've trained with all these the best guys that are the the top Russian prospects in this game. And you know, now I get to fight one. But I I've done a lot of training with them in the past. And there's uh, I know although they're all a little bit different, they have a similar approach and a similar uh, style. So I, I'm used to the style and I've I've gotten hundreds of rounds, like not, literally hundreds of rounds with these guys where I was sparring three times a week and that's something I never do, but I followed the Russian training program where I've, I'm sparring three times a week and grappling every single day and I can't count how many rounds that I've gotten with him. So uh, yeah, that's all. That, that all adds up and here I am.
1: Um, you say that you've know you, you, you wrestled with Khabib and Islam and all of the killers over in Extreme Couture. Um, on tape, what do you think of Mo, Mozart's
2: wrestling? Um, I, th- I think his wrestling is really good. I, th- I mean, overall, as an MMA fighter, he's really good. He's able to put everything together really well. Um, his ability to anticipate and know when guys are like he knows when to when to fit in on takedowns and knows when to strike with guys and typically when you when you watch him fight if he has a little bit better stand up he won't even go to the wrestling he'll just stay and strike with guys if he has a little bit better stand up but i think it's what we haven't seen from from Movsar and what we haven't seen is his ability to face adversity I, I've faced a lot of adversity in my in my life, and I've overcome a lot of obstacles and a lot of mountains, and uh, I've, I've climbed a lot of mountains as well. And you know, he he's he's on the mountain top right now, but he he doesn't know there's another there's another valley ahead of him to get to the next peak, and that's me. I'm the valley, so I I'm excited to um, be the one to you know. Put it in, put a put a one on his record, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, he's a great fighter, he's a great test, and I'm just excited.
1: Um, did you also go out to Arizona?
2: I did, yeah. I, I um, thanks for reminding me. Yeah, I I went and trained with Cejudo for uh, I went for five days. I went out trained with him, and then I went to the fights to support Justin. Um. But yeah, that was, a, that was a nice little, I guess you could call it downtime because we didn't train super hard, but we, we broke down like just the fundamentals, the, the philosophy of fighting. He, he explained to me his philosophy. And um, you know, I just try to take little bits and pieces from all the greats, from Khabib, from Justin Gagey, from Henry Cejudo, and all the guys that I've been able to be around and learn from, and to make it my own and make my own style and make my own I don't even know I just I feel like I I've I've really grown a lot but I've I've taken that time say say if I got this fight on like a 8 week notice I wouldn't have the courage to go out and like get out of my comfort zone and go to Colorado and do things out of my typical normal routine I uh but because I had 17 weeks to prepare I got to like actually make it fun and do different things and get out of my comfort zone because I knew I had so much time to like it's always the I guess the anxiety you get is more so about like being in shape and making weight within 8 weeks but having 17 weeks there's like there's no excuse for me to not be in shape and um so it's given me that freedom and having that freedom has also kind of just enhanced my my mind and my spirit to go out there and have fun and take risks and and yeah,
1: awesome. And finally, for me, uh, win, when, when Rocky, win. What'd you go with the uh, the uh, t-shirt choice?
2: I don't know. It's just like a little symbolism. Like like I stated earlier, fight. I'm fighting Drago, man. I'm fighting Khabib, and um, I'm Rocky. I'm the guy that count out. You know, I'm not supposed to win this fight. That's what the odds say. I'm not supposed to win, but don't believe in that shit. Awesome. Thank you. Dan, thanks for taking the
1: time. Uh, heading into the fight, you know, co-main, you've been here, main, all that. I, how great has the experience been to be able to get the um, father Dan Ige, the belief the hype Dan Ige? Like, what have you taken little by little to put together the best version of yourself?
2: You know, um, it, it, it's literally just just time because you learn You can't learn something right away everything takes time and that's how you build perseverance is going through you know daily struggles learning new things um becoming a father was very hard i'm super blessed and fortunate to have a great wife who you know does a majority of the parenting so i can go out there and you know work hard she helps me um help her at the end of the day or yeah, vice versa. So we we definitely help each other. We have a good team, a good structure, and I think that's super important. Because I used to, I don't know, I would, uh, I was a very selfless fighter, I guess. And uh, this is a selfish sport, they say. And some being selfish was something that I've always had a hard time with. So it's like literally, like after training. I should be focusing on what am I gonna feel? What am I gonna put in my body? But my first instinct is, okay, what does my wife need to eat? and What does my son need to eat? And then I'll just eat whatever they eat. But we've, it's like, this is something you grow like in a marriage, grow as, as, as a team. And we had this conversation probably right before fight camp. I was like, hey, let's just like talk about this now. And so there's no like expectations. like either I'm gonna fend for myself for every meal to make sure I'm fueled, or you're gonna make me every meal. And she's like, okay, you fend for yourself. Um, so that was like something that's definitely taken a lot of stress off my plate because I, I do stress a lot about, you know, my family and my my, my other livelihood. But now it's just like, I need a I, f- I figured out how to kind of separate them. Even though they're my fuel, they're my motivation, you kind of have to separate family and fighting because it, it it's it's a crazy sport and it's a brutal and a ruthless sport and at the end of the day it's like i got another guy trying to essentially kill me if there's no ref in there like we're trying to kill each other that's what that's what we do and i mean you could look at this as a sport and points and all that but like no you have to go in there with 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 the killer instinct and i kind of didn't have that Speaking of my last fight, like I didn't have that with Josh Schmidt. He's a nice guy. I remember we're like, I've had relation, not really a relationship, but like being around him at the PI when he was doing his knee rehab, I was doing like shoulder rehab and like he was always a nice guy. And then we're at the weigh-ins, literally about to walk out on stage. It was like me, my coach, Eric, Josh and Joey, his coach. And we're just chatting the whole way all the way up till we face off and something in me like didn't really want to hurt him because I was talking to Justin Gagey after the fight and he's like did you want to kill him the whole time I'm like good question but no I maybe for a split second I wanted to kill him but there was never like I didn't want to kill him the whole time so you have to take away that like personal relationship so I've kind of I'm sure Movistar is a nice guy but I see him as a little evil bastard trying to take away from my, my family. So I'm going to go out there and, yeah, treat him that way. All right, man. And lastly, for me, not that uh, Dan Balboa needs any more motivation, but your opponent, um, let, let us know that he's uh, predicting a f- first-round finish. Comments on that? He could predict whatever he wants. I've never, I've never been finished in my career. I've, I've, I've fought the absolute killers of killers in this division and uh, if he's any different uh, he hasn't finished anyone in his group I and mean, he finished some guys in the regional promotions but never in the ufc and he hasn't fought the high level guys that i've faced and i have finished um so yeah i mean hopefully he can back up his talk but at the end of the day we're gonna fight and you know good luck to him I'm a man thank you and good luck on saturday thank you
0: is that the most Justin engaged question ever
2: yeah. Well, no, for, yeah, I don't know, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, for real, dude. Talk about like learning how to take risks. Just go surround yourself, for, like go live with Justin Gagey for a month. And um, it's a crazy mother effort.
1: <laughs> this is a, a slightly off-topic question. I have no idea if you'll care about this.
2: Did you care that Johnny Depp just beat Amber Heard in court and got 15 million dollars off her? I don't know. Good for him. I, I didn't. I don't really follow those. I, I, I see a little bit online and like read the memes and stuff, but I didn't really get into the case. But fifteen million. Good for him. I've got another one for you. <laughs> Have you ever, in an argument, pooped in your bed? Never. <laughs> Neither has my wife. So. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up. Sure thing. All right. Sweet. So- Okay, thank you.
0: All right, so Dan Ige, keeping it real as always. Talk about, I, and by the way, I love that that quote from Justin Gaethje as well. I just thought that was amazing. He's like, you know, can you imagine a more Justin Gaethje thing to say? Like, did you want to kill him the whole time? Because if you didn't, you got, you got to go in there wanting to kill him the whole time. I'm like... <laughs> That's just Justin Gaethje being 100% honest. That's just that's just him.
1: That's Justin engaging at 6 in the morning probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's so <laughs> He's true. He's
1: like, I wake up ready to kill somebody.
0: I love it, man. So, uh, listen, a tough assignment for for Dan Nige, but, you know, I love what he says. You know, it's uh, look, I believe I can win this fight, and – and yet, look, he is right about the fact that I guess if there's a you know a silver lining or whatever, it's that Mozart hasn't been just straight finishing people. So uh, you know you're going to have to deal with pace. You know you're going to have to deal with wrestling. But um, you know maybe you feel like hey at least I know I got some you know I, I got some opportunities to deal with it. Uh, Michael Trezano versus Lucas Almeida. Lucas Almeida, the newcomer, uh, impressive record. Uh, this looks like it should be fun on paper. Pollyanna Botelho. Versus Karine Silva, a little Brazil on Brazil action there. Pollyanna Battaglio uh, definitely, you know, needs a win. And um, straight up said, you know, I I believe I'm fighting for my job here. So, um, you know, she's had a couple losses. She's had some rescheduled fights. Uh, She thinks she needs to get it done. Ode Osborne versus Zaruk Adeshev. That looks like it could be a very, very fun fight on paper. Ode Osborne, too, if if you haven't checked out. Again, we did have a lot of foreign language today, so maybe the scrums might not be quite as exciting. But Ode Osborne. Um, great personality, another very honest, very insightful, very open person, um, and he had a great scrum and, and also shared some recommendations for some Jamaican food. Yeah. And, uh, it, it was it was it was a fun one. So I'd recommend checking out. you tell out. we
1: were very hungry at that point. Everybody at that point, like- everybody
0: was waiting for lunch to come in, asking a lot of food questions. Poor guys cutting weight, and y'all are hungry, asking about food. Uh, Zaurukatishv who uh, had a great fight last time out. So I mean, on paper, that should be good. Uh Alonzo Minifield and the aforementioned Askor Moseroff. uh Alonzo Minifield always uh he's just, just he's not the most uh how would you say he he doesn't speak in long sentences he's pretty yeah. quick and direct but I think he's got a great sense of humor and and, and a great little quick wit Yeah you uh, wonder
1: sometimes if he's having a good time being up there but then like he'll say something and then he's like smiling like
0: oh that, that was a joke <laughs> like, that was a joke all right <laughs> so uh, so if you if you're not familiar with this Askor Mozaroff situation his record was changed in some of the major databases this, this week from, uh, I want to say it was like 29-7 and 7 to 25-11, and 11, I think is the adjustments that were made. But Sherdog actually put out this article about, uh, I mean, really criticizing the dude about saying that, you know, him and his team have really been kind of a pain in their ass over the years of trying to get his record falsified, basically. Um, and Asker explained it. He was like, look, I, you know, I did have a different name at one point, but, I you know, so that – Caused part of the confusion. I fought in China. That caused part of the confusion. there. you know. So he kind of said, "Look, there's a whole bunch of confusion about it. Like I promise, we weren't trying to be shady about anything. So okay. I mean, what's he gonna say? Like, yeah, we were trying to be shady the whole time. Hey, yeah. You know, what's he gonna say? <laughs> but Alonzo midfield was funny. Like asking him, like, hey, so have you seen all this? And you know, what you know, what's going on? And he was like, it's preposterous. It's madness. And I thought that was hilarious, man. Like that was that dry sense of humor. He's just you know throwing it out there. And and but then he had a great quote to follow up. And he's like, look. I'm anxious to see how he fights on Saturday night. We're gonna we're gonna find out. We're yep. gonna find out. Yep. Uh so interesting there. So this Asker Mozarov, I think is a bit of a question mark. Um, you know, is he impressive? Is is the is is it the work of uh, falsification? We'll find out. Um and then look the the prelims really
1: fighting all those weight classes. Uh, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Did the yeah, that'd be funny to find out. That's not even the same guy. Like <laughs> Uh so the uh the prelims actually some of the prelims on it are, are, are pretty entertaining. And by the way, an early day on Saturday, right? I want to say first yes. fight like ten AM our time. I think
1: it's even earlier than that. Maybe like nine forty five. Oh my goodness. I don't know. I feel like it's I feel like it's really, really early. Maybe it is ten something still that's amazing. Because it's supposed to be done at like four PM Pacific time. That's amazing. That's awesome. We'll take that. That is awesome. The sun will still be out. That is a rarity to leave a Vegas
0: event with the sun still out. So true, so true. But, uh, look, Felice Herrick versus Karolina Kovaciewicz, that's intriguing. Uh, I imagine cold coffee finds it especially intriguing. Uh, I do. Uh, I do uh, like
1: that one. I do just, like that one, even though I will tell you I like that Botella one as well. Uh,
0: Joel Selecki versus Alex Da Silva. Damon Jackson is there against a the late replacement. Uh, Nicholas Stolce is back against Benoit Saint Denis. Tony Gravely is there against Johnny Munoz. That should be a uh, good one. I like boy, I like Jeff Molina versus Jaga Zumagulov. That's probably my most anticipated fight on the prelims. Man, I love that fight a lot. Uh, you got Aaron Blanchfield, J.J. Aldrich on there. So I, I look early. I think the the prelims should be um, a lot of fun. And I think overall this card could be fun. And it's an early yeah. card. It's it's not keeping us there late. Um, I think that's going to be good. So. Uh we'll, we'll, have, we'll have full coverage this weekend. Uh, I did want to say, by the way, I had a question that I wanted to answer here because I actually happened to hear the answer to this. Um, Ryan Hall had put out that he had just signed. This was JT underscore lines on, um, on Twitter hit me up. Um, Ryan Hall said he had just signed to fight in August. Any, any idea if he had an opponent? Just curious who they were going to give him. And he said, I'll hang up and listen, which is funny because it's a tweet. Um, I did actually hear uh, that the idea for Ryan Hall before he completely blew out his ACL uh, was he was going to fight one Pat Sabatini. So CFFC's zone. So I happened to hear that while I was at while I was out there this weekend, and uh, kind of bummed that fight didn't happen, man. I think that would have been a, a great fight, Sabatini versus Hall. I love the matchmaking on that, but uh, ACL blew out, so he's out, and uh, now Sabatini's got to uh, to find a new opponent. So. Uh, answering that question. All right, listen, I should also say, by the way, if you like what you listen to, make sure you do us a favor. Go, go rate us, review us. We, can, we need that. You know what I'm saying? We need, to, we need to help grow the podcast if you can, and all those things help us out. And if you want to take your support to the next level, head yes. on over to patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow for as little as $3 a month. You can help support the show and get exclusive access to the and a half episodes that we do after every UFC event, including... This weekend I will do one in the early evening hours of uh, Saturday.
1: That being said, we got to give a big shout out to Sam. I want to say now that I read his last name, it it spelled O C T I G A N. At first, when I read it, I was like, "Oh, octagon." I was like, "Or is he?" trying to be sam octagon i think so i think he is as well and i didn't get that at first i would have said something when i i said my little welcome message but welcome to the family sam we appreciate your brother uh and uh so his money uh i think he's over there in australia so he's down under that was that was my best I could do for you, Sam. Hey, that's I <laughs> <laughs> don't even you know what that was. I don't either. You're not gonna take advantage of it to drop a C bond. Oh, <laughs> I don't. If, I don't want to. Well, yeah. Yes, yeah, sick cunt. Welcome to the team. <laughs> <laughs> now he's either gonna quit and not be I remember, member, but uh, no, we appreciate you guys. But yeah, welcome to the family, Sam. We appreciate you guys uh, very very much. You're all a bunch of sick cunt, <laughs> which is a good thing. If we're all down uh, the, down
0: in Australia, it's not cold offensive. Cold coffee. Can't wait to get back down to Australia. I just love it. I'm like, C I'm like, left and right.
1: What's the proper use of this? How can we? Can I use this in every phrase? So funny. That's sick.
0: So funny. <laughs> uh, listen. All right. So listen. Uh, the and a half episode we'll have this weekend. Uh, neither of us will be traveling to Singapore, but that just Ooh. means that we'll be able to get together we're and do here. a preview show from here and. Uh, maybe talk about some other stuff along the way. There is a one championship on Friday. Uh, it is headlined by a kickboxing match. So, uh, but again, you've got the nice mix of kind of things on there. Yeah, so. it's
1: still it's very cool what they're doing. I do. I, I am. Very cool I, I'm
0: become I've become a bigger fan of one lately with the mixed cards. If I'm being completely honest with you, man, I think yeah. I, I I like those a lot more. So uh, that's Friday, and then uh, listen, we'll start getting busy again. Like I said, 11 straight weeks of UFC action. Bellator will be back. We. Got some CFFC cards coming up in July. International Fight Week coming. We got all. There's all kind. Of, there's so much stuff working behind the scenes right now. I can't wait. Hopefully, some of it comes to fruition, and we can share all the news with you because I think we got some fun stuff uh, in the pipeline. In the meantime, uh, I'm going to leave the Costco coffee so he can go to sleep. This man is, <laughs> no, this man I, is, I will. I will this, stay up for few more hours. This man is training and waking up at like five a.m. in the morning. I just have no energy to stay up late anymore. I just want to go to sleep. Much respect to you. I Actually, got to get up early as well tomorrow. I got a. Uh, Early morning interview with Yuri Prohashka. So he's. Oh, uh, I think that he's, should uh, be fun. I think he's. I don't know if he's already over in Singapore. or He's still in Thailand, um, but the hours are kind of off. So I got to get. over was I was. Him, I, would,
1: I think he'd want to get over there and start getting that. A lot of people. Right? A lot of
0: people are traveling already. I think Valent- I was supposed to talk to Valentina uh, late last week, but it was the day I was flying to uh, Philadelphia, and she was already on her way. So everybody's yeah. going over there pretty. Early, which it's interesting because. You know, they're going to be keeping those weird hours like we did in Fight Island where the fight's going to be in the middle of the night because the pay per view is going to be normal uh, time. So it's weird. Like, you're going over there and you're still trying to stay on a North America time, but your body still needs to adjust. Like, that's a long ass flight. Like, yeah. I would say, like, flying to Singapore and flying to Abu Dhabi are two of the worst jet lag I've, I've ever had. Like, legit jet lag. Where, like, it's one thing like you travel from East Coast to West Coast or something like that. and You're like, yeah, I'm kind of tired or whatever. Those jet lags, it's like – I have to go to sleep right now or because my body is shutting down. You know what I mean? Like, I cannot stay up any longer. So, uh, yeah, it seems like everybody's getting over there pretty early to and try to And the humidity. Get I
1: just didn't look oh. right now. It's 88% humidity right Bro. now. 82 degrees. So that's all. The temperature is going to be good. But degrees, it's 82
0: degrees, but the feels like is like 107 or something. 1 million you know? degrees. Yeah, yeah, that humidity
1: is – that's no joke, man. That's just ridiculous. And you have to go over and get acclimated to that. I mean, yeah. granted, it's not like you're going to be fighting outside, but still, that just – just saps your energy.
0: 100. percent So we'll talk about all that next week. In the meantime, for all you over at uh, patreoncom show, we wrap it up with the end half, and obviously, feel free to reach out to us with any questions or comments or concerns yeah, that you yeah. have. Because you're family. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. That's how we and do. for the rest of you, you're not quite family, but we still like you. We still like you. We still like you. <laughs> Thanks for listening.
1: Okay. <laughs>